everyone and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we started a new drama. We started My Mister and we watched the first four episodes. I'm not gonna lie, after the first two episodes I was like, am I watching the correct drama? Am I watching the one that is renowned in the k-drama world for being beloved by basically everyone who's ever seen it is this right is this the one it's a tough watch it it, it's um i was in the same spot where i was like whew okay here we go because it's like it's an emotional workout to watch this show which is not to say like for example whenever i work out I never regret that I worked out. I am never sad that I worked out, but I am exhausted after I've worked out. And yeah. Uh and I even sometimes feel better for working out. Uh but it doesn't change that soreness and that exhaustion. That's this show. That's the show. Exactly the show. Um cuz it is just straight up melancholy. Uh, melancholy that sometimes veers into full-on tragedy, so... It's hard to watch, but it's also... I mean, the last two episodes, three and four, started to get me on board. I think the two brothers starting a business was, like, the first thing that hooked me, that I was like, okay, this show's gonna be alright. I'm gonna be on board with it. And then kind of the very last scene where our male lead was talking to one of his brothers and he was like, I, f- I may have found a girl who gets me. I may have found someone in this world who understands me for who I am. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm starting to get it. I think I'm starting to see what the show is about. So far, it's just made me sad and uncomfortable. But there's a spark of hope there at the very end. Yeah, it's like that little hopefulness that keeps you coming back that they did not have in the first two episodes, but they did have in episodes three and four. Yeah. I also, um, something I struggle with, and I definitely want to deep dive on Jion's character because I don't want to sound too down on her because I actually feel a lot of compassion toward her, but I am kind of waiting for a transition in her character because she is... Maybe by necessity. Yeah, by necessity, but such a shit. Such a shit. (laughs) I think where I land on her more than anyone, but on basically every character in this show, maybe except for the male lead and the sweet, sweet grandma and mom, is that we can have compassion for people while still holding them accountable for their actions. Yes, Like, you can uh, feel sad for pretty much every ounce of Jian's situation and still acknowledge that the choices she is making right now are not good choices. Like, they are cruel and disregarding uh, the situation of others. Yeah. And maybe that's... (laughs) That's something that's happening with Jian, and it's somewhat clear... But I think for me, it was a lot more clear with manager Joe, I think his name is. The the handsome kind of younger manager who was the junior 
to our male lead. And he's like, he's got this sob story to his mistress of like, everyone's out to get me. I'm constantly being judged. And you're like, I feel for you, bud. But you are telling this to your employee's wife as you're sleeping with her. I can't feel that bad for you. And similarly with the wife, like she kind of goes in reverse where you're like, she's a terrible person. She's cheating on her husband. And then at some point she has this kind of touching monologue about how lonely she's been in this relationship and how her husband has kind of ostracized her and won't let anybody in. And I can't imagine how painful that would be. The person you trust most in the world to make you feel needed and wanted and to make you feel like a valid person is like cutting you out and is constantly making you feel like nothing. That sounds awful. And I think these two characters, it's a lot easier to see. Like, I feel bad for them, but I still hate them. Yeah. Genuinely dislike them on every level. Yeah, like, I actually, after her monologue about just feeling so lonely, which was super beautiful, I kind of thought, okay, I am still, I will never make excuses for someone for cheating, but people are humans, and they have emotions, and I do not, there's no part of me that is sad for her, like, um, or there's no part of me that, like, would want to ever disregard her feelings in the situation. Like, her actions? Not great. Really bad. Uh, wish her actions were more like uh, a straightforward talk, where she lets him know, like, I this is an unsustainable situation, and I have to leave it. Uh, and, like, I'm sorry if this hurts you, but I've been hurting for a really long time, and I have to go. Uh amazing the best character i can imagine <laughs> um just being like sitting with that loneliness until you feel enough resentment that uh you feel okay with cheating on a person maybe maybe not the, not a good not a good action to do not a good look homegirl uh-uh um yeah something about her makes me feel like she is going to also get better as the drama goes on. And I think it's, um, I think it's that she still has compassion for others through her terrible actions and her melancholy. <laughs> like, she worried. Wait, which one? The wife or Gian? Uh, the wife. Gian, okay. I think, also will get better. But I, uh, I think that her situation has to at least marginally improve before she'll even be able to get out of the fog of what she's feeling right now. Yeah. Um, but the wife, who I think her name is Yunhui. Yunhui? Good for you, bud. <laughs> um, I think that she'll get better just based on the fact that she still has, like, compassion for her husband. She feels bad about what she's doing, and I think that she's going to start to kind of see through this CEO, who I think is incapable as maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm making it, him out to be a demon, but I think he feels too sorry for himself um, to feel compassion for other people, and he's too wrapped up in like greed. But That's I also fair. I also hate rich people, so. 
Yeah, that was something in the first two episodes. I talked to you after the first episode and was like, is this whole show going to be about a bunch of rich people trying to fight for ownership of this company? Because count me uninterested in that storyline. Yeah, I just don't care about watching rich people try and get richer. It does make it more interesting when they start wrapping up like people I actually care about their situation. Um, which is, I mean, that makes it kind of worse though, right? It's like, yeah, right? it's, it's going to be about that, but it's also going to be about who they step on in their mad scramble to become more rich, uh, than they currently are. Is that a better show? I mean, yes, objectively, I feel more passionate about that show, but dang. <laughs> what if you just leave this male lead alone? Like, what if you all just stop trying to fire him? I hate this. This makes me sad and angry. And they're like, yeah, that's what we want you to feel. Exactly. That's, uh, that's what that's what keeps you coming back. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I will come back. But ow. Ow. <laughs> You're hurting my feelings. He is like the most genuinely good person. And it is buck wild to watch him go through everything he's going through. And then to still even... I mean, I don't think Gian was wrong when she talked about how she doesn't understand how he could be so bored and unhappy uh, when he's making enough money to live. Which is to say, like, I don't think that that solves things, but he, he has a lot of privilege compared to the people around him. But he also, like, acknowledges that and is always trying to help people. Mm-hmm. He's a very compassionate person. Yeah, I really, really like this male lead. Um, I know he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders, especially with his family situation. But yeah, it is surprising how melancholy he is just as a human being. That seems like his personality based on the wife's monologue about him. It's just like who he is. He's just kind of a Debbie Downer kind of guy. Yeah. Which is strange, but I'm not against it. I'm not mad at him because he's still such a good man. And he's kind of the only one in the show who is. Yep. Everyone else is struggling to make the good choices. Everyone else is also technically in more unfortunate situations than he is. Except like the rich people. Yeah, the rich people who are trying to crush him (laughs) with no remorse maybe are not in a worse situation, but... But for sure, Gian and most of his family, they're struggling out here. Yeah. I have gone so back and forth on how I feel about his brothers. Because they didn't... Really? Yeah. They didn't immediately draw me in as very likable characters, personally. But they are growing on me. Well, I was the opposite. I was immediately hooked on these three brothers just hanging out, being like, we're brothers. We need to spend pretty much every moment of our lives together. That's a storyline that I'm a sucker for, is just a family that sticks together through it all, and even throughout all of their shenanigans, which drive me crazy and make me so nervous. I love that it's always the three of them, and... They're going through it together, and they love their sweet little mom. We've got it all here, and I'm here for it. Plus, freaking Detective Sunbay from The Guest. 
he's back and yes. I love that for us right oh there's a lot of people I definitely recognize um so let's talk about it right out the gate instead of saving it for the bonus <laughs> the young CEO we'll, we'll repeat it in the bonus yeah we'll just roll this tape back this is the bonus <laughs> and the first episode of my mister <laughs> where did you recognize the director Joe is that how you mean uh yeah I think his um yeah, his first name I want to say is Ju Young, Jun Young. Oh my God! Why am I calling him Joe the whole time? I've called him Joe. It's uh, Do Jun Young. You Do got Jun it. Young. You nailed nice. it. Killed it. Sort of. I stuttered it out. Sadly. <laughs> well, at least you didn't call him Joe. Like his freaking <laughs> name is Joseph. Who is that man? <laughs> Classic Joseph. Classic Korean <laughs> name. <laughs> um, I, let's see. Oh, I recognized him from Crash Landing on You. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a, he was a very good boy in a bad situation in Crash Landing on You. He was like a spy, but not out of choice. Wow. And he was... Yeah. Did not even recognize him. He is a completely different character in this. He has range. Give the man a round of applause. <laughs> he has range. Because he was like a nervous, like anxious family man who loved North, North Korean, who loved, his, who loved his family and was just trying to do right by his country, but also like not get killed. And uh, in this, he is a rich capitalist trying to destroy people so he can get more rich and continue his affair with his employee's wife. We don't see the connection. I'll take that reason as why I didn't recognize him. A completely different character. Yep. That's not on me. Totally different, right? Or, yeah. He's just, I mean, he's just so talented. He becomes... <laughs> he becomes his role. I, I recognized... One of the brothers as uh, a character that we saw very recently in The Guest mm -hmm. recognized Gian for being Ayu, the yes. iconic, the everything. <laughs> Everyone's favorite everything. Ayu, of course. I almost recognized the male lead and wasn't quite there and had to look him up because uh... I'm a fool. Yeah, so he was in Coffee Prince, right? Uh-huh. And then he was also in Parasite. Yeah. I think I recognize his voice more than his face. He has a very distinct voice. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. It is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, his voice is beautiful. It is a deep baritone. I love to listen to it. I could fall asleep to it. I wonder if he narrates any audiobooks or something, and I can just, like, listen to him speak Korean <laughs> as I fall asleep. Didn't he sing, like, a three-minute song at some point in Coffee Prince? For sure he did, yes. I don't remember <laughs> anything about it. <laughs> no. Oh, what a man. Those are the only people I recognized, and I'm sure we'll come back for the bonus episode and take a deeper dive into this, and I'll be like, oh no, I recognized half the cast. Yikes. Yeah, but as of I, right now. I recognized the older CEO, 
um, that is like fighting for a position, uh, fighting against the younger one. Um, okay. Not not like the head like owner or whatever, but yeah. Um, I don't remember from what though. Gee dang it. Um, find out on our bonus episode. Find out on is the this bonus our teaser. <laughs> this is our teaser. Oh, he was also in Crash Landing on you. Oh no. I feel like we should have known that. I think he was the father of the uh I think he was the North Korean dad um of the oh. lead in Crash Landing on You. But I actually don't know definitively. That is a Yeah, let's talk let's circle back cuz we sort of started on the in on the brothers and then we didn't go all in on the brothers. I'm ready to cuz you love them. I'm still <laughs> holding them at arm's length. Maybe I'll warm to them. I think I think I'm just worried about how their storylines can hurt me because they I mean everyone has a bleak storyline, but I just you know. I worry. I worry about them. <laughs> They're gonna become some of your favorite characters, only to be taken away cruelly. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> They're just yeah. They're such good boys at heart they're not out here to hurt anyone and i think their arcs their very small arcs that we've seen even in just four episodes have really endeared them to me i really just oh i'm into those three brothers was it the stealing from the daughter's wedding that yeah that's what got you the stealing it was the stealing (laughs) for me i love to see stealing (laughs) No, it was that poor boy going from stealing at a wedding to kneeling on a dirty staircase to some stupid gangster being like, I gotta protect, like, what little honor I have left in my marriage. And if that means giving up all of my pride, I absolutely will. And then to find out that his mom was there listening the whole time and he cries for an entire day only because he's worried about what his mom will think. Oh, that's so sad to me. Yeah, that was a rough story. I was um, so heartened and proud of the actions that Dong Yoon took. Right? Because it was, like, the best threat. You think, okay, what's a civil engineer gonna do? What's he... What's this structural engineer going to do to this guy? Because he's not, like, a gangster. He's not gonna, like, go in there and, like, smash his hands or whatever. That's... <laughs> that's not Dong... Dong Yoon, right? Am I saying his name correctly? Dong Hoon, I think. Dong Hoon. Okay. Yep, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Um... I pulled up the list. I, it's not like I have any memory of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he goes in and um, just like really saves the day in a way his brother like will never know. And but was so grateful and happy to have that apology in front of their mother. So beautiful. And um, dang, I mean, what a way to threaten people. Like, I'm going to report you. Uh uh-huh. I I know about codes, so... <laughs> I will get you fined. <laughs> I love it, because I think it's so much... Like, we love a superhero, 
but it's so much more realistic to see people fight within their wheelhouses. Like you said, they could have gone all out and been like, and also Dong Hu is a street fighter and he's very good at fighting people and he's going to beat this guy up. And you're like, okay, like, I'm not mad at it. Superheroes being like these characters who are amazing architects and can take care of their families and can also street fight for some reason and are also good at some like 10 other things. And you're like, How, when do, when does he train for all of these things? <laughs> Skills at what point time. of his day? Like... Yeah. <laughs> this dude never works out. Do not pretend he can beat up this dude. So I love when people, when characters stay within their wheelhouse and are able to fight kind of on their own turf and that, yeah, he walked into that office being like, I will fight you with the very few skills I have. Here we go. <laughs> so good. So good. And such a beautiful juxtaposition where you see Gian listening to all of that and her start to cry over, like, understanding this man, which, yeah, would an arc for him to be have this little little tinge of darkness and this line that he draws in the sand that is at exactly the same point that she draws her line is that kind of stuff that really started to hook me on the show yeah yeah it it kind of sells their relationship in a way that i didn't expect them to be able to do too like whatever they're building i'm thinking and hoping it's just a friendship like just like a really good like um, I don't know. Like, I'm hoping this is a not romantic drama. Um, admittedly, and then, but like, it it builds like this moment between them. And I was so mad at her when she first tapped his phone, and then later, having her get these little insights into his character, and having like she's kind of growing from them as well. Kind of finally realizing like this is a person who's actually a pretty good person that I'm going after. Mm -hmm. And I am hoping that this leads to a turnaround of like, and I, I don't want to be the person that goes after him. Yeah, I hope so. Like, it feels like too much to hope for, where I honestly don't know where this storyline is going. But it seems like just too dark and sad for the show to continue the direction that her character has been going of just self-sabotage and trying to throw this single good man under the bus for her own sake. is like, that can't be all 16 episodes, right? Please? Please? <laughs> but, okay, before we finish on the brothers, I also wanted to throw in her brother, a surprisingly good boy. Like... Kel's <laughs> also not sold on this brother. I'm not sold on any. There isn't a single brother in this show besides <laughs> Dong Hoon that I'm ready to get behind. Um, it's hard because obviously, like he had the same difficult childhood and is in a similarly difficult position to Jian. I just feel like it's the um allowing her to fully throw herself into these situations and to only show up occasionally to like pretty much just further the danger she's putting herself in because he has the skills to do so um 
that one's kind of tough for me. And then, yeah, other than that being altogether pretty difficult to deal with, even though, like, it's his grandma and his life as well, that, like, I just feel like she's putting herself through it. And he's playing a lot of video games. Maybe that's how he just makes his money. But also, like, doesn't really seem like it. Yeah. And, like, I I struggle to, like, watch her literally get her face beaten in. And for, like, the debts that I doubt are her debts. Like, it feels like she inherited debts. Um, or, like, had to out of whatever situation she was in. Because it just doesn't feel like... A teenager would be in trouble with loan sharks the way that she is without, like, previous debts being... Yeah, I mean, it showed when there was that little flashback of the dad beating her when she was in high school. And he was like, how is this grandma supposed to pay off any debts? So it sounded like family debts, like you said. Yeah, and so then it, like, she has kind of inherited them to whatever degree. Maybe she, like, furthered them by taking out more loans. It kind of sounds like, I don't know, like, I honestly don't know the full story. But it's just hard for me when, like, she's carrying these family debts and it's, like, taking such a physical toll on her. Like, literally, she's going to get herself killed. And her brother is just kind of like, you should really sleep. You should, like, get some rest. When it's like, fucking how? When? When do you want her to do that? <laughs> oh, I thought that was a cute moment. I get it. I get where you're coming from. We need a lot more context on this relationship. So far, I have filled in a lot of the gaps by just being like, he seems significantly younger, and it seems like Gian is the type of person who has maybe tried to protect him from a lot of this, kind of kept his names off kept his name off of any loan shark records, kept him hidden and mostly unaware of all that she has to go through just for her own pride of like, I'm the older sister, so I'll step up and take care of this family. You don't worry about it. I'll call you when I need you. And that is the extent of your responsibility here. But that's something we haven't seen. That's yeah. And Just also, the like, storyline I've invented. I guess that, like, still wouldn't be enough for me, also, because mm. of his reluctance to help. Like, he does show up, but it's that bratty, like, she, like, is worried a loan shark is going to break into her house and kill their grandma. And so she's like, are you putting on your shoes? Are you going right now? And he is throwing a dumb child fit about having to leave his video game. Oh, see, like, but he did it. So that's that's what I was like. It's not enough for me. <laughs> that does not constitute a good me. boy. <laughs> that's fair. Probably not a good boy. He's a boy. <laughs> not in the general term of all boys are like that, but just in that he is not a good boy. We're but I won't good. call him that bad boy. Yeah. Because he yeah. got up right after the phone call and he was like, yeah, okay, I could hear the desperation in her voice. This might be important. And I was like, okay, see, if you hadn't done anything, you would have broken my heart and I would have written you off. But you went right after the phone call and did. <laughs> you got up, you put your shoes on. I'll take it. You're so much more forgiving of these people than I am. I'm still holding <laughs> everyone to pretty high standards, I think. 
I feel like I've had to lower my bar to appreciate anything <laughs> about this show. It is a sad show with with a lot of sad people. And it's going to really bum me out if I don't elevate everyone's actions to a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, that's really fair. Um, I feel like the only person I have been like particularly forgiving of so far is Gian and then like the wife, obviously, as we talked earlier. And I was like kind of willing to admit that she might turn out being better than I think she is right now. But um, Gian, specifically, I, uh, I'm i just so excited to see the turnaround for her. But I'm also just, like, so empathetic of her living in this world of just never catching a break. It's very desolate and, like, like we've said a million times, melancholy. But it almost feels realistic wherein it's, like, in K-dramas we so often see, like, the girl who's down on her luck being saved by some action or hero that some other person takes who often has money or whatever. And I just think it's so realistic. I mean, I'm sure that there will be a turnaround that has something to do with that as well as she gets like further involved with the uh, male lead. But it's more like the fact that like things don't just like ever magically get better in real life. And it's so typical to just see people get under, like, this thumb of of poverty and struggle to get out. And when they're presented with an opportunity, be it a not good opportunity, a bad, a choice a bad person would make, or staying in their situation, like, they have to take that opportunity. So, like, I don't know. I just... I feel for her so much. She's the only person where I'm, I should hate her way more than I currently do. Oh, see, we fall on the opposite again. I hate her so much. <laughs> oh my god, I can't stand Gian. <laughs> but I think that's kind of where you're supposed to be. Somewhere in that, like, I feel more compassion for her than anyone I've ever seen. Like, she has it rough, but I still can't forgive her right now. Because she is being the worst. And that's kind of where you're at with the first four episodes. That is the setup. And I don't think either of us are wrong for our feelings. We're yeah. kind of... I mean, she's a huge shit. I will totally... Like, <laughs> yeah. She's such a shit. We're both valid in being like, she is the worst. And also, she has it the worst. It's just hard being Gian. I always appreciate a really well-written villain. I love that real villain, TM. Like, freaking just solid writing. And I feel like they've nailed that with her debt collector. Where everything he does, he is always winning. He is always one step ahead of Gian. And it's so painful I'm so into it. It's like that hurt where we're always like, I want to cry at the end of a K-drama. It's like, <laughs> I want the villain to be the worst person you have ever imagined and always be so smart. Like him buying, him having this plan to sell her out to the police so that she can go to jail so that he can collect on her interest or like so that she will accumulate interest during all those years and then him buying out her grandma's debt at the hospital just all of it is so clever 
you want to crawl out of your skin and like crawl into the drama and murder him yeah i love that absolutely repulsive in the most like they have made someone who is so despicable that you can't even fathom a person that bad but like they totally exist and it makes it even worse and you just i just sat there thinking the whole time has there ever been a good money lender like <laughs> in history cuz that i mean he just like he's the type of bad that makes you just want to find something about him that you can just like hate him even more for it like you just and they they've given you so much to hate him for and it is mm-hmm. I mean, it's flawlessly done, but yeah, I'm the same way of the feeling of wanting to crawl out of your skin because you hate someone so much. Yes. I nailed it. I am almost never this divisive and violent, even when talking about works of fiction, but if they don't let me see him die, I might give this drama like a two. (laughs) But even like, even that moment where you find out that it was his dad... That was murdered by Gian. You're a little bit like, frick yeah. Frick yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you're a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but so many villains, and especially low-level villains like Lone Sharks, are depicted like the other Lone Shark was. Where he's just kind of a bumbling idiot that's trying to throw people under the bus and take advantage of people in bad situations. There are very few villains in shows depicted as clever and evil as this particular loan shark. And I'm so excited for it. Yeah, we're going to need a murder by the end of the show. We're going to need a second murder. Thank you. I need him to be dead, please. And I want (laughs) it to be unpleasant for him because I hate him so much. Potentially maybe at Gian's hands. But I can't say that because I also don't want her to go to prison. I feel like one murder... She could walk away from. Two seems a little bit like a habit. Yeah, I kind of want him to just get, like, murdered by someone hired by the rich people so their hands can be dirty and they can deal Ooh. with that. And I don't know how we'll get to that point other than, like, I definitely see himself starting to try and get involved with the company once he finds out where she works. Yeah, and Manager Joseph can murder him. Yeah, Manager Joseph. Go ahead and have that blood on your hands, bud. That you can also be out of the show, but more conveniently. Yep. I mean, it even kind of... Do you think it was illusion when the two opposing... Like, the other opposing CEO guy... I call them all CEOs. I have no clue. Right? No (laughs) idea what they are. Yeah. I think they might be, like, board members, but I really couldn't say. Managing directors. Yeah, that's a good... That's a good title. Um, but then... They all have it. Yeah. They all have have the title, and then they have, like, sub-managers that are their little warriors going into battle. Uh-huh. Um, and the opposing ones mentioned at this rate, at the rate that he is scheming and trying to get people damaged and out of the company, he doesn't seem to be above murder. Um, yeah. And now I'm like, oh, oh, is it that kind of deal? Are we going to start <laughs> doing murders? 
The kill's ready. We've got a hit list for you, sir, if you're yeah. going to start murders. It's got one person on it, and I'm ready to see him go down. Here we go. I'm interested. I didn't think of that, but yeah. It's better than freaking Mr. Park being murdered. I can't... <laughs> I, I can't keep watching this show if it's all just Park Dong-hoon being stuck in the crosshairs of all these stupid rich people's plots. Yeah. Thing, I just feel like to keep us here, something's gotta go right, right? Every once in a while. It doesn't even have to be constant or a big thing. But can a couple things go right? Like him threatening that guy that hurt his family's feelings. That was great. Give me a couple more, like, pepper that in, and I might be okay. His brother's getting a business, adopting a business. Like I said, that for me was the first thing that hooked me on this show. I was like, okay, we're gonna have little peppered bits of happiness. I can do this. Yeah. I was really proud of them. It was hard, though, when we started talking about looking down on cleaners, because that's another, like, that's another thing that I just refuse to subscribe to. Similarly to me just hating watching rich people try and get richer, I hate talking about uh, people's professions as if it is their identity. Um, mm. when they're literally just making a living, you know, they're like, he's a cleaner. And so his wife is going to cry on the floor and his mom is also going to talk about how sad it makes her as well. Yeah. But I think that's something that the show's trying to acknowledge as well is I don't think the show is trying to say like, and it really sucks that they're cleaners. I think it's trying to say that society thinks it really sucks that they're cleaners and so they are having a struggle they are struggling with themselves being acknowledging that it's something they need and it's a great opportunity and they are so lucky to have these jobs while also feeling inadequate in the light of how other people see them yeah, definitely an important message. It just took away from, I guess, the, I don't know, buoy that it felt like when they got the jobs where it's, oh, good, like, this will keep me afloat. I'm really happy for them. Like, this seems like a good thing for them to do together. And then it's like, oh, you're going to try and sink my buoy? All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That's unfortunately how a lot of society views certain jobs. It's just hard to, like, see it called out when they're just doing their best. And it's already such a sad drama. And they're all re- they're struggling, and then it and people do judge them, and they do judge themselves. Yeah, I think like you said, it was it's hardest to see the wife and the mom break down. Where I think if we start getting more of a camaraderie among the family of like, look, we're in a tough spot. Maybe these aren't the jobs that we'd always dreamed of when we graduated from college, but. I'm s- everyone is so proud of you for getting jobs and for doing the hard thing when times got tough. Like, that's the takeaway message that I want, but I can appreciate this drama constantly letting me down in that regard and being like, well, life isn't rosy. So <laughs> actually, everybody's sad that they're cleaners. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> if you want to be sad... <laughs> Yeah, another punch. I'll take it. Thank you. I'll it take hurts. It. <laughs> but there's there's little bits of happiness here and there. Just enough to keep us going, maybe. Little bribes. Little emotional bribes to keep me going. 
<laughs> Look at this thing that might pay off. Look at these two characters that might just be, like, really happy once they get to know each other. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll stick with it. I'll see where this takes us. Maybe. I I will say, the one note that I took on episode one was um, Gian breaking her grandma out of the care facility was one of the most anxiety-inducing, but also just one of the most instantly iconic scenes I've ever seen in a K-drama. So well done. Oh my god. Pushing a hospital bed down the street? Uh-huh. And being so worried about her grandma, who is clearly very frail. Mm-hmm. All of it. But just, yeah, just in terms of, like, that is a scene from a K-drama that you will never forget. Yeah. That instant classic. It's in your mind forever. Yeah, that's like uh freaking red scarf standing at the end of a pier or uh headscarf blowing away in the wind as a helicopter lands. <laughs> uh-huh. That's up there. If you know, you know. <laughs> That's up there. Yeah. Oh, I really loved that. I think stuff like that. Little tiny nuggets of goodness will keep me going through this drama. I'm I feel like I sound really down on this drama, and it seems like the kind of drama that I'm not generally interested in. Like a lot of desperate, maybe borderline bad people doing bad things to each other is just not the type of TV that I usually enjoy. I'm a simple woman who likes simple shows of (laughs) good being good. But uh, I think this is one that I will be, like you said, it will feel like an exercise and I will be proud to have watched it. I will feel like a better person for have watched it, have having, having watched it. Yeah. We got there. We got there. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited to be doing this. I'm here for it. I'm here for the ride. Yeah, I am too. And I... I still think there will definitely be a tur- like an emotional turnaround for this show, but even if there's not, and this is what it is, and uh, we just come out with a lot of good messages, I think it will still be worth it. But I think, I think they're setting up something that can be really inspirational. But like you said, it's just going to be kind of work to get there. The payoff will be worth it, but it'll be work. Yeah, we got through just between lovers. We got through uncontrollably fond. I think we can get through my mister and yeah. walk away from it feeling like we won something. Yes. But, you know, tune in for the next three episodes of Play on K. Three to four episodes of Play on K. Uh, to see exactly uh, where we go with, with these feelings. If you have words of encouragement to help us get through the difficult, emotionally emotionally heavy parts of this drama... Email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> if you want to just say fighting, give us a quick... You can do that at Twitter, we are at playonk, or Instagram, at playonkpodcast. 
You can comment on our episodes on our website, or you can check out, you can sign up for newsletters, you can check out our links to our Patreon and links to our affiliates. We've got Blueberry Podcasting on there, as well as NordVPN, and that's all at playonk.com. Yeah, if you want to find our Patreon directly so you can support the show and get access to some bonus content, you can find that at patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, and then we are on a bunch of different streaming platforms. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Blueberry, on Spotify, or just about anywhere that you can find podcasts. Uh, Most of those sites have areas you can rate, review, and subscribe, and if you do any of those things, we are forever grateful. Happy Thank you, as always, for listening. Join us next week for episodes five through eight of My Mister. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.